Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast with me, Dr. Joseph Walker. This podcast is designed to offer strategies in moving vision to reality. Leaders can expect to be mentored, inspired, and challenged to succeed at the next level. So prepare to be exposed, empowered, and equipped for excellence. Thank you for connecting and allowing this space to become an opportunity for growth and collaborative learning. Now, let's go on this journey together and spark the change we wish to see in ourselves, our teams, and the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Joseph Juan Walker III, and thank you so much for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you connected on today, and make no mistake about it, this is the place where leaders come together and we share, we grow, and it is a blessing to have you connected today to this podcast. We appreciate you so much and uh, we want you to share this podcast with as many people as you can. It would mean a lot to us if you did, whatever platform you're listening from, copy the link, share it with someone else. They can benefit from this podcast. I want you to follow me, Joseph Walker 3 on Instagram. That's how we can stay connected. I'd love to know more about you and Let's just stay connected as leaders. I believe that the new currency is connectivity. But also, I want you to go to josephwalker3.org, and there you'll find a variety of books and other content that I believe will be a blessing to you as you are attempting to be a next-level leader. Thank you so much, all of you that have reached out to me and invited me to come and share with your teams and I appreciate that because I love training teams and talking and mentoring leaders. And so however I can serve you, thank you in advance for the privilege to be able to do such. So thank you. Today, I want to talk about something that's very important for all of us. And that is how do we move from vision to victory? (laughs) Every single person I'm talking to, if you're a leader, you've got a vision. Sometimes that vision can scare you. I always say that if you've got a vision and it doesn't scare you, It's just a big idea. Vision is something that is always bigger than your your budget. Vision is something that stretches you. It's something that makes you question sometimes your own sanity. (laughs) But when you are a visionary and you are a leader, it's important that you move that vision to manifestation that ultimately victory occurs. Victory is success of the vision. So let's be clear, we don't want our visions to go stale, to be in holding patterns, to be caught up in a bunch of logistics, red tape. There is a strategy of helping to get our visions from one place of ideation to another place of manifestation from vision to victory. How do we do it? Well, are you ready? Let's see. First of all, The vision must be clear. Now, everybody's doing a vision board now. You're writing down all the things you want to do and how you want to get there. But the vision, according to the scriptures, the vision must be written. It must be plain so that those who read it can run with it. It must have clarity, meaning that you must be very succinct about what is it you're trying to accomplish. It is important because often people say, well, my vision is to help people. Well, that's a broad vision. So can you think about going to the eye doctor? You go to the eye doctor and they say, can you see? 
and you're reading those lines and then they put another lens up and those lines get clearer and another lens and they get much clearer. That's how you have to do your vision. It's not that people can't see it per se. They just can't see what you're saying. See what I'm saying? So you want to make sure that the vision has absolute clarity. That there is no confusion, no misunderstanding that every single person who reads the vision, who hears about the vision, they understand exactly what you are attempting to accomplish. This is big, guys. This is huge. Because if we are going to be visionaries, our visions have to have a level of clarity. Make sure your vision is so clear that a child could articulate it. Here's the second thing. Now that the vision is clear, now that we understand what we're doing, your team must have the capacity to accomplish it. What's the point of having a vision if you don't have the people? You know, it is said and it's true in the scripture that without vision, the people perish. I believe without people, the right people, the vision will perish. So you have to assess the capabilities and capacities and competencies of the people on your team if that vision is going to be manifested through that team. Now, what I've seen often is that people have made concessions. They have said, well, because my team is unable to produce this, I'll outsource over here. But see, that can only take you so far, which really exposes the deficiencies and incompetencies about your team. You need to make certain that your team has a level of competency and capacity that's congruent with your vision. This is so important. God has given you a vision to accomplish something at a certain pace, a certain scale, and you have to make certain that you hire right, that you've got the right people around you. That's why I never hire on where I am now. I hire on where I'm going. So think about that. Look at your team and ask yourself, could this person take this vision and accomplish the area that impacts their department? Does this person have the capacity to manifest this vision in a level where it can actually bring about victory? Or would it frustrate them? Or would they not have the skill set? That's why it's so important to assess your team. Now, you do not dummy down your vision to accommodate incompetent people. No, no. The vision has to come to pass. So now it may mean some revision, reappointments of your team to get the right people in the right place for the vision to come to fruition. Now, here's the third thing. And I think this is a big one, right? Because the vision must always be bigger than the visionary. Why am I saying that? Because I have seen with great lament and sorrow, many great visions die when the visionary died. I've seen restaurants. There's a restaurant in my hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. We used to eat at this restaurant. I won't mention the name, but it was one of the most popular spots. And when the owners died, the children took it on, but did not have the capacity, competencies, and probably character to carry it forward. And as a result, this amazing vision that was really not only just a place for dining, but was a place for networking, economic viability within the place to which I was born. And now 
it's just an empty building, a shell of what was. Because vision died with the visionary. How many churches have you seen? Great personalities. Churches grow. Boom. Something happens to the visionary. And all of a sudden now, it is a shell of what it used to be. Real vision must be bigger and live beyond the visionary. And so whatever you do, always constantly remind people that the vision is bigger than you. And the way to do that is to always empower and employ people to help facilitate the vision so that it does not just facilitate on you. The vision cannot rely solely upon your personality, your work ethic. It cannot rely solely upon your investment. It must be a collaborative or shared model of manifesting the vision. Because the vision, if it lives past the visionary, it truly was of God. Here's the fourth thing. And I want you to focus on this. The vision speaks of your values. Whatever vision you have, it speaks to what's in your heart, your values. What is it you're trying to accomplish and why? In my book, No Opportunity Wasted, and I've referenced this in several podcasts, but I think it's important to remember that we are born to solve a problem. So our value system is what guides our vision. It's the big idea. It's our why. See, so often we, we are telling people our what, but I want to get to this in a moment. You got to really focus in on your why. So vision is about your values, man. It's about, it's about what's, what matters to you. It's about, you know, what's dear to your heart. It's about how you impact change in the community beyond just, you know, your own self your own business, but how does your business leverage itself, your ministry leverage itself to be a blessing into the life of the people to whom you engage? That's about values. My vision speaks to my values. And here's another one. A part of moving the vision from vision to victory. I'm going to park here because y'all know this is what I talk about so often is a strong infrastructure. It's the back work. It's the kitchen work. It's the stuff of minutia. It's the detail. It's the stuff that a lot of lazy people don't want to do. This is what makes you a next level leader. You are willing to do the heavy lifting. You are willing to get the right people, the gurus in place to make certain that every I is dotted, every T is crossed. You take nothing for granted. You want to see the vision come to fruition. And as a result, you are passionate about making certain that your infrastructure is solid. You're making certain that you're fiscally responsible. You're making sure your chain of commands and how things process and progress rather from ideation to manifestation, they flow seamlessly, that levels of communication are effective, that the system is a well-oiled machine. That's the only way I know how to work. I cannot function in chaos. I cannot function around apathy. I cannot function around incompetency. I need people that know how to be a well-oiled machine. You see, this is what infrastructure does. It sets up a system. It sets up a way of existing and functioning where things just get done because people know what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. That. It's our infrastructure gets solid, that you are thinking about budget. You're planning things out. You're not living out of your front pocket. So many businesses, so many ministries just go from check 
to check. We live out of our front pocket. We don't have a system. We don't forecast. We don't plan for certain things. We don't think about contingencies. And so if your vision is going to manifest, you have to think, what scale is this vision? What is it going to take economically? What is it going to take infrastructurally? What's going to be my communication of this vision? How am I going to share with others what I'm trying to accomplish? How am I going to get partnerships and collaboration to come alongside me to help manifest this? I mean, how does this happen? It doesn't happen by osmosis. It doesn't happen because you stand up and say, I've got a great vision and I want to do this. No, it happens because you are intentional about building infrastructure. You are intentional about making certain that your systems are tight. And when you function like that, systems that are tight or systems that are sustainable. These are things that will pay huge dividends up the road. That's why it is important. Listen carefully. Here's number six, to market the why. I talked about the why a little bit earlier, but let me just go a little deeper in this conversation with you because I think we have to shift our mindset. So often we always talk about what we're doing, what we're doing. This is what I'm doing, what I'm doing, what I'm doing. But the real, real challenge is how do you explain your why? Your why is the passion and the character of your vision. Your why is what brings people alongside because they understand what the motive really is. What is your why? You see, that's why you market it. Anybody can market. We're doing this at this time, at this place. That's the what, the when, the where. But not many people know how to market the why. Not many people know how to identify what the problem is and how your vision is designed to help curtail the problem, if not solve the problem. As a matter of fact, when you focus on the why, your vision moves seamlessly because there's a lot of energy behind it because people understand it's not just about you, but it's about getting something done for the greater good. What is your why? Before I go to my last principle, as always, let's review what we've heard so far. First is we've got to make sure that our vision is clear. We've got to have clarity concerning our vision. We cannot play with this. It's got to be crystal clear where a child could understand it. We can't be vague all over the place. We can't try to boil the ocean, right? We're trying to do too much at one time. Make sure your vision is synced. It's clear. Make sure your vision is at a place where a child could articulate it. Then we have to make certain that our team, watch this, has the capacity to accomplish it. Your greatest resource is human resources. Are you hiring correctly? Are you having the right people at the table? Do you believe that the people who right now are currently around you have the capacity to manifest the vision that God has given to you? The third thing is, is that you must realize the vision has to be bigger than you. You're the visionary, but make sure you keep pointing people to the vision and not the visionary. Take the attention off of yourself uh, in the book on humility by, by McKinney. He talks about, you know, not being guilty of cosmic plagiarism, making certain that God gets all the glory, right? Because the vision is bigger than the visionary. But then also, it's about my values. What are my values? When I'm doing this and I'm releasing this, it speaks to who I am. It speaks to my values, my why, my character, et cetera. My values matter. And as a result, it causes me to have a strong infrastructure. I labor for it. I put in the work. I don't play with it. I make certain that what I do represents God in a way that he would be pleased. 
that there's an excellence in infrastructure around me, that nothing is taken for granted. I am doing the work every single day, but then I'm marketing my why. What is your why? Why are you doing this? Who are you trying to impact? Why is this vision necessary? When you begin to market your why, you need the right people at the table who know how to do it. Not people that look at what you've done in one particular way and pigeonhole you based upon a marketing trend that other people are doing. No, you are called to something much different. So the question is, can you market my why? Can you take the passion from my heart and take the passion from all of who I am? And can you put that in a place where it becomes palatable and attractive to people who would engage my organization, my ministry, my business, et cetera. This, ladies and gentlemen, leads us to the seventh principle, that vision must attract partners. Vision is never designed to be done in solo or to be done in silo. Vision was to be done in partnership. If your vision is going to move to victory, You're going to need people to partner with you to come alongside, to help promote it, to help fund it, to help it manifest. The reason why you are listening right now is because there are strategic partnerships that are occurring in your life. And you've got to embrace those partnerships because these people have come to help you. They have come, cosmic plagiarism, to help manifest your vision. I'm grateful for strategic relationships and I have some and Even more recently, some that have just really been so special to me because I realized that people can be assigned to you. They're assigned to help make certain that your vision comes to fruition. And for that, I give God glory. I believe that if your vision can't attract partners, you'll never get things done. But if your vision gets bigger than you and people are talking about it and it's attracting partnerships and curiosity and et cetera, you're on your way to victory. Ladies and gentlemen, I really hope this has blessed you. I get excited about vision. And I know this time of year, everybody's got a vision and you're better to run out the gate and do it. But can you pause for a second? Evaluate these seven principles and ask yourself, am I ready to move this vision from vision to victory, from ideation to manifestation? Am I ready to do this? I believe you are. I believe this is your winning season. So I want you to get yourself together. I want you to go build that infrastructure. I want you to evaluate your team. I want you to not apologize for how big your vision is. I don't want you to apologize for what you've had to endure just to get to this point. I want you to focus in on manifesting the vision and moving it to a place of victory that we can all celebrate what God has done in your life. I want to thank you for tuning in to Next Level Leader Podcast. I don't take it for granted that you were connected. I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you. And I hope that this has blessed you. Follow me at josephwalker3 on Instagram. Let somebody else know. Share it with them. Share the podcast. It's free. And tell them God is doing amazing things. Let's grow together, family. Let's be all who God has called us to be. I thank you. And I appreciate you so much. Listen, I want you to stay blessed. And I want you to keep going after that vision.
May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. That's my prayer to every next level leader. I want you to remember you are a blessed child of God. You be blessed and have a great day. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. I want you to subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com or whatever podcasts are downloaded. I also want you to follow me on Instagram at josephwalker3. I look forward to connecting with you.